Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, hello and welcome to the Short Ball Podcast on uh, Rugby Pass. My name is James McConey. I'm filling in for Scotty Stevenson, who's in Fiji, I think, or somewhere nice. And maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm filling in, but I tell you who's here. Mills, he's milling in. Does that make sense? Mills Muliaina. <laughs> How's it going, mate? Not too bad, mate. It's she's a pretty cold morning, but at least the sun's shining, McConey, so Yeah. Great to be here. Oh, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Um is it cold though? You're from Invercargill. <laughs> Are you cold? I am cold. Why though? I've gone soft. Oh, okay. I was down in Dunedin last week. Beautiful day, but freezing. Yeah, freezing, and uh, kind of reminded me back in the good old days. But I think uh, Auckland's made me a little bit soft. Yeah, fair enough. I think you've gone soft as well. Um, I wonder though, but by going back to Dunedin, was it quite exciting being around the town? How many selfies did you have to take with fans and stuff on Saturday night? I, I didn't have. I didn't have any. I don't think. Not that I. No, I don't think uh, maybe one or two. I, I actually caught the bus home from really? the stadium. Yeah, I just well Max was down there, so I figured once all the um, Sky stuff had finished, that I'd jump on the bus and uh, head back to the Octagon. So it had some interesting conversations on there. Yes, well, I actually found that like um, oh, interesting conversations about what? No, oh, just about what what was happening that night and. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. It was good. It was good. I, I actually enjoyed it down in Dunedin, and great result as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. Um, we can talk about rugby if you like, uh, since that's what the, that's the subject of the pod, podcast. We've got um, some interesting sort of, I guess, uh, things to come out of that talking point. Scott Barrett looked really, really good. Mm. Does that mean it's uh, the, the, we've got a three-way uh, battle now for for that starting lock position? <laughs> I said three-way. No, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I think you know he, he stood up, and that's really what the coaches were asking for. Um, obviously, the big guzzler will come back into the fold and into the mix. I mean, he's, in my opinion, you know, um, you know, last year the way he played, he, I thought he was the best player in the world. And so, um, you know, when you when you he's has to be one of the first names that go on the the um, the team sheet when you when you name a team. But Barrett, sensational, um, and I think he's brought a different element to his game. We always knew how skillful he was, um, how big his tank was as well, but but I think the physicality that he's shown in, particularly for the um, Crusaders in recent weeks, 
um, you know, we stepped it up again another level in, uh, in, in Test Match Footy. So that was pleasing to see, and he's just going to grow. Uh, he's just a young fella, and um, no, nah, he was immense. Uh, we have Ben Smith back at fullback and Damien McKenzie at 10. Um, can we talk about Damien first uh, for his first start there for the All Blacks? What did you think? Oh, I thought, look, he, great. I mean, um, I don't think he missed a kick, did he? I think he was 100%. I just like the way he's come on, and, and credit to the coaches as well. They've given him another opportunity, but he's also just sort of, you know, starting to find his feet a little bit, you know, um, in that second test, you know, there was obvious opportunities to, to, to run, particularly off counter-attack and turn over ball, but he was patient, you know, he sort of played the percentages. And again, last week he showed that as well. He, so he set the, the um, you know, the All Blacks, um, you know, back line alight. But he also, you know, ran ran the cutter when it came to the to the fours. They didn't get much pill in that first half. And so, but the work that he had done, particularly with his forwards um, and creating op- opportunities later on, um, that was definitely uh, pleasing. And, and it just goes to show, you know, you give him a little wee sniff, particularly around those edges, um, you know, he'll take them. But I I, um, I thought he was he was amazing in Dunedin. What is the hardest part of being a first five? I, I think uh, having to connect, uh, connect your, your backs. Not that I've played a heck of a lot, but also running the cutter, um, winning big moments and, and realising, um, you know, when, when it's on to really play, when you're hearing, uh, you know, calls from the outside, Obviously, um, you know, sometimes it's a bit of fool's gold when there's opportunities, but you've got to also start thinking about the moment um, and, and, you know, whether you've had the ball. And they didn't have the ball for for a long period of time in that first half. And so it's just been able to be a little bit more patient and sort of not sort of try and chase the game. And I thought he'd done that, you know, that first half, he had a massive kick, uh, obviously went dead. But to compose yourself and come back and set things up, you know, he used a lot of his um, the big ball carriers, calling a lot of the plays, um, and he also used Sonny Bill a heck of a lot. And then, you know, you seen in that in that um, second half, they started to go, you know, backdoor. And so once that happened, you know, he set it up, you know, really nicely. So I think the connection, the connection with your forwards, being able to give that real big voice and the awareness of what's going on in the game, that that that's what makes. Uh, 10 jerseys so difficult that's it and that's time in the saddle and I guess he's going to you know he's back in there uh, for the Chiefs this weekend do do you sort of see that say with Damien um, he is the I mean he's the ultimate bench player as well though isn't he oh I mean you put him anywhere I mean that's the thing I think um, because he's I you know I I still tend to believe he's he's, he's a fullback Mm. but it's probably because also we've got a a pretty classy uh, number 10 who's who's out um, injured at the moment Um, but he's your sort of go-to everywhere sort of guy and if there was one sort of element you'd think um, he might not be um, that flashy given his size it'd be tackling but he doesn't mind you know uh, defending does he and so he's um, he's got an all-round game and yes uh, I think you know the more time he gets in the saddle uh, particularly at 10, uh, the better he will become. Um, I, I remember Cruden was a bit like that as well. He was a little guy, but he was a great defender. Mm. And I remember seeing him, uh, he tackled Richie McCaw once, took him down and actually got o- over the ball, over the top of him. And oh. you hardly ever used to see McCaw <laughs> lose the ball in, uh, in contact, did you? Like he would, he'd never get done like that. No, nah, not like that. I mean, and that's yeah, that's the modern game now. Yeah. You know, back then you could... You yeah. could uh, just kick the ball as a 10 and then yeah. no one will sort of target you with these guys now. Man, they're, they're not big, mm. but they've certainly got big hearts. 
Right, so um, uh, Rico Tick, he's back in form, and uh, weirdly, he's playing uh, second five. Well, not weirdly. I mean, Tana likes oh. him at second five. He likes it there. Have they named the Blues, have they? Yeah, so... Oh, um, they're playing, yeah, they're playing yeah, Friday, aren't they? Yeah, uh, Rico Ioane at 12, Michael Collins at 13. Collins at 13? Yes, okay. yeah. Oh, well, I mean, the problem the Blues have got, they've got you know a few injuries... And their best player is sitting out in the wing and not getting much much ball. He's skillful, uh, Ioani. And so whatever position, he, and he's always mentioned that he, he likes to play in the centres. He's moved into 12. I think this is the second time he's playing at 12. So, oh, look, he'll be, he'll be good. It's Jerome uh, Jerome's last home game. So they'll want to finish well, their, their last home game against the Reds, Brad Thorne's Reds, on a, on a high before um, their last game the following week i just like to mention to the people at home, I wish we were doing a video uh, podcast right now because Mills is wearing this big scarf and a beanie and it's um, it's pretty <laughs> special, it's spectacular. It's sort of, it's like a French style, you know, with but then with the classic, it's a, maybe French-Canadian I'd call it. French-Canadian. Beanie with but the, with the scarf. Oh yeah, well the scarf here was yeah. actually purchased in Wellington okay. last year. I told Joe to go get me a scarf. Um, Your partner? And, yeah, and she's come back with this and uh, probably only worn it once or twice. So, okay. given the fact she didn't look at the price tag, uh, it was yeah fairly expensive. Really? That's an expensive scarf. scarf? Yeah. I'm pretty gutted, I was pretty gutted, actually, when, when she... So I thought I'd better wear it today, given it's a cold day. And... Um, You've got the full uh, sort of like a, an army khaki type jacket. Yeah, I'm there. glad you. I'm glad you appreciated what I'm, I'm, I'm wearing today, there, McConey. I know really sports people do actually care about the the style factor. Um, I, I just wanted to make a mention for uh, of Jackson Hemelpool. No one oh. knew anything about the guy. Well, you know, he's played Super Rugby, uh, Manawatu as well. This is amazing. Just getting called in suddenly, he's playing in the third test. Um, Tell me what you think about him. Have you seen much of him? Well, he brings physicality, doesn't he? And yeah. uh, the fact that he plays lock, uh, I think the coaches were alluding to the, that uh, he he possibly uh, be locked at six as well. Um, but he just bring, he just brought that, you know, energy, physicality, and what he's what he's done for the Highlanders uh, has has been amazing. But uh, you've got to take your head off to the coaches. You know, they're bringing all these guys. He's, he's almost leapfrogged. Romano and Co. Um, and, and gone and gone straight into into the third test, but he stood up as well. Uh, I think um, you know there's a lot of talk in the Highlanders that they're just battlers, but they're not, are they? You, no. know, you can't say you're battlers now when you've got someone like Himapur uh, riding in you know all black contention and, and played his first test. So I'm, I was actually quite happy with the um, you know with obviously the result, but given there were you know four deputants, um, it was, it's an awesome result for them to to come out and um, and, and play the way they did. Um, was there a streaker on Saturday night? There's a couple, oh, okay. but they were fully clothed. Oh, were they? That's well, Dunedin, mate. But that's disappointing. I mean, if you're going to streak, you've got to go nude, don't you? Well, that's that's why they call it streaking, isn't it? Yeah. You can't just, that's just a pitch invader. You just, yeah. You're just running on there and, was, oh yeah. That's disappointing. Were they, was it, were they even like topless or something or no? no nothing, mate. They're, they're, they're basically dressed like I am today. Coats oh. and everything, beanies. Oh, No. That's but they right. did, one did do it right now. I was sitting there and Stephen oh, okay. Bates said to me, look, uh, they had something on some on a radio station saying this is how you should streak. You wait until one goes, and then as, <laughs> as soon as you do that, and as soon as they do that, then you jump over the fence and go because everyone's sort of uh, contributed yeah. to, the, to the first person, right? It's distraction. It's like magic. Yeah, clever. Magician, yeah. Clever. And that, that did actually happen on the weekend, but the security guards, they were onto it. Got him. And he was nude. 
No, he wasn't. Oh, okay. But yeah, but he did it right in terms of timing, just not in he terms didn't get of... very far. Okay. Um, so that, that's uh, we're taking care of streakers. Also, I didn't think they did, they in Dunedin did they uh, they didn't sound like they were singing the Maori verse uh, down there during the national anthem. Did you notice that too? Or oh. Was that me just watching on TV? I thought they did. I wasn't too sure. I okay. was. Um, I did. Oh, good on you. Albeit whispering because I had um, carts beside me, so I didn't really want to be too. I mean, who yeah, beside look, you? Cartina uh, from uh, oh, Sky, Sky TV. Yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah, I'll be keep like. It just it was reminiscent of it could have been reminiscent of Dan Carter the way he used to sing in the national anthem. Man, when you sit, you know, stood beside him, oh mate, he couldn't sing. Oh, terrible! Why is he so bad at singing? Because you think, I mean, but he still wants to belt it out. That's actually, I admire that. Oh, he belted it out every single time. Would he have been That's worse? Passion, though, isn't it? Would Dan Carter be a worse singer than the woman in Denver? Who butchered the Kiwis anthem? Oh no! <laughs> no! Oh yes, that was pretty. Yeah, that that wasn't very good. I see she came out and apologised though, didn't she? So, yeah. and then sang it live on some radio station. sport. Yeah, so it was great. Radio sport got the got her in for redemption. Really, yeah. she was apologising profusely. She was really embarrassed by it, and um, she, in her rendition, she still did. It still sounded a bit like Good King Winsless, you know. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Ehi oa atua. and it's like, no, that's still Good King Winsless. But she still had the rest of it okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then uh, she also basically said that they they. She practiced with a certain backing track, then they changed the backing track on the day. Oh, okay. And rather than have the nice little intro- introduction where you hear the and then you launch into it, it just it's crashed straight. in. Oh, okay. And that's, as you know, if you've oh. done any karaoke, that can throw you completely, <laughs> even no matter how well you think you know the song. Because, you know, the, 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 the words are lighting up and all of a sudden you're going, I know this, Teenage Dirtbag, I've got it, I've got it. And it's just all over the place, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good... What's your karaoke go-to, by the way, if you had to get um, up and sing something? It would have to be... Um, mm, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I did. I've got a good one for you. What? Hurt's So Good. Hurt's So Good. <laughs> Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. Sometimes love don't feel like it should. You make it... Hurts so good. Yeah, John Cougar Mellencamp. That's it. Um, it's in the good key. You also roll your R's because you're from Invercargill. <laughs> Someone so, said that to me actually when I was walking when I walked home from the bus station. Keep rolling your R's. Oh, they say yeah. Do I keep? Am I still rolling them? Yep. Say, was it purple workshop? Purple. Yeah. Yep. Still got it. You still got it. Um, uh, my other question about you, uh, Mills, is I know your name's Malili, but when were you first called Mills? <laughs> I was. It was. Down, it was intermediate actually down in Invercargill because yep. they well they, they used to call me Millie or Malili or Lily and yep. then Millie became Milliliters and so just shortened it up to Mills. Oh, Milliliters. Yeah. And, Millie, then, and then Mills like Mills, yeah. Millie Vanilli, then Millie Milliliters. <laughs> yeah. See Mills, and then that's how it came. Mills, but with only one L. That was yes. OG. That was when I was thought I was gangster. You know, when you used to wear those highlighted jeans and you thought you were cool? Yeah. I thought, yeah, nah, just one L. Highlighted jeans? Well, not highlighted. They're oh, the orange jeans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, that is highlighted. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're a different era from me. I mean, I would have um, looked down on those jeans. <laughs> um, I was more bubble wash, stone wash jeans. They were really cool. They've come back into fashion. 
Yeah, yeah, incredibly. It takes a long time. My, I, I think I could fish some out of the wardrobe. It'd just be a little bit of a tight squeeze. Um, <laughs> Blues v Reds. Okay. Blues v Reds. Um, this is big because they're saying goodbye to Jerome. Mm. What a seven. What a player. You've yeah. played so many games with him. Yeah. H- how good is he on an international scale? Do, do, do the opposition say, man, that guy Kano is incredible? Well, I think with Lorms, you know, when he first came on the scene, he was, um, you know, very young, um, sort of uh, explosive. You know, could t- I always remember that try that he scored when he went around Matt Rogers, you know, sort of stood him up and went, went around him against the Barbarians over in London. Um, and then sort of he sort of moulded his game around being not only just fast but also physical. So he's the sort of guys that, you know, if you knew you were going to pick around the rucks and you, you looked up and you seen a Jerome Kaino or, or um, a Jerry Collins and that, you know, you, you know, part of you was saying, yeah, should I pick and go or should I, you know, just leave it there and just pretend to clean over kind of <laughs> type of scenario. Yeah. And so he um, – and those that, – that was massive because not only, the game is – is constantly changing and when you sort of adapt to that bring physicality and sort of um i suppose skill set uh, you know he was amazing at that um yeah he's uh you know the the games obviously as i said it's evolved and a lot of guys are a little bit more explosive but in terms of what he's done for new zealand rugby and particularly the blues region in auckland has has been um fantastic so i hope they do it do it for him on friday but uh, you know that i suppose the reds will have a uh, different story, mate. They'll, they'll be wanting to make sure they come here and um, and, and, and win. There's a lot of curiosity in this Reds team anyway because you've got um, the Tong and Thors playing for them, mm. Taniela Tupo. And, um, out of Sacred Heart College. Exactly. Out of Sacred Heart. And he is um, and he's starting, so this is actually pretty cool because uh, there was the thought that he wouldn't necessarily fulfil his potential, but, you know, he's starting Super Rugby games. Yeah. He's been... Um, um, pick for the Wallabies, Wallabies yeah. yeah, yeah, he's done well. So yeah, he's you know another another guy that's just starting to find you know his feet as well. Obviously a little bit more experience, but he's been good for the um, for the Reds. I mean, you know, I look back at the game they played at um, in Wellington against the Canes, where they all, you know they were there or thereabouts could have almost put them, and and he played a massive part in, in the way the forwards, particularly you know to speak about going around the edges and stuff like that and picking going he was yeah, he was physical around the around the breakdown and George Smith you the know he's, he's still going um and so you know they they'll be pretty motivated to come here and win that's cool actually cuz yeah if you, you throw in George Smith you just it's it's legends day isn't it you yep. got George on one side you got Jerome, Jerome on the other the surely the blues can get their first home win as yeah. of the season i was just going to say that you know the blues haven't won at home at all this this year so they've got to it's the last one and you know they've got to draw on all their sort of um, emotion and motivation to try and get it up get up for this um, for this game for Jerome all right, so um, I'm going to fast forward because what, what would we like time-wise, Alice? How long have we been going for? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, probably. Um, about 19 minutes. So you've got, I don't know, 20 minutes left. Really? Oh, okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> what, what? I didn't hear that. What? 20 minutes. No, we've got about 15 minutes to, to go. So I'll tell you what, Mills, we're going to um, uh, have a look at the Rebels Waratahs. Just a, a little look, because Israel Folau has been suspended for that aerial challenge. Now, this seems a bit extreme for a guy who's made his whole career leaping higher than everyone else, just because he got a little bit wrong, he's banned. I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I sat here last week and said he was the best guy from a technical point of view that could go up in the air and contest those balls he's done exactly that again and this is I suppose the frustrating part about the rules obviously he didn't have anyone check him but I mean what what, what was he supposed to do yes I've seen he got his left his left arm there but when you're up in the air you're not sort of conscious that you, that's what you do he's looking to try and win the ball um, he's now copped a one-week ban as well, um, and but I can see where Michael Checker was frustrated by that. Because I, and I know, yes, um, uh, O'Malley got concussed and things, and, and it wasn't good. But this really needs to be looked at. You know, I mean, you looked at the one the, the week before; they've come out and said, you know, it wasn't a red card, and so they, they yeah, the world rugby needs to look at this rule. I know it was a genuine attempt as well, wasn't it? I mean. I haven't got the tape right in front of me right now. There's nothing on our screens, but uh, I do feel a bit sorry for him. The, the the Waratahs, even though they had this weird, weirdly bad start to the season, given all the talent they've got, surely they, they should be winning this game against the Rebels. Oh, you they, think so? But the the Rebels, um, they've, they've done well this year. You know, Timu, who's been uh, immense for them at the back of the scrum. Oh, it'll be interesting to see where Guinea is at. You know, I just, I just think, you know, and particularly for the for the Wallabies, when they lost Guinea, you know, they lost in that second test, they lost their way a bit. Obviously, didn't play in the third one, but it'd be interesting to see where Guinea is at for the for the Rebels. You have to say on paper that the Waratahs should really win this, um, and, and they need to. They need to keep going. But you know, who knows? You know, you don't know what you're going to get in that in that Australian conference at the moment, do you? It's true, actually. It does feel. But when you mention, yeah, okay, you got the likes of Guinea over on the other side, sort of uh, running things. Um, it does make it feel like okay, they've probably got a fair shot there in Melbourne. Um, Highlanders versus Chiefs in Suva. Suva. Have you played a game in Fiji like that? No, not like that. Just sevens, but. It's awesome. I mean, you remember the game last year, the Chiefs versus the Crusaders over there. Oh, that was just full house. I think uh, Sumo was saying when he was over there, it was like the, you know, it was packed from you know two or three hours before the game. So they get riding in, in amongst them, and it's great to go back there again. It's obviously, uh, as we all know, um, a rugby, particularly sevens, loving nation. Um, but this is a huge game for both teams, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm a Chiefs man, so are you. I saw a Tambo Matson 
tweeted a video or put it on Facebook or something of uh, the team bus being led down the road in Fiji with warriors, Fijian warriors, uh, all in their full kit. Uh, When I say full kit, it's just a grass skirt, really, and and some weapons. And so forget Kim (laughs) Jong-un's running security guards. The Chiefs have got that too. And I thought they were quicker than the Korean security guards as well. Well, the the Korean security guards had suits on, though, and what? Yeah. Humidity? Yeah. I mean, whereas, you know, the, the, the Suva ones, they... They're barefoot, bare, barefoot, though. Yeah, I'd rather see those guys. That would have, that would have been yeah, mean. That hey? was amazing. Um, go on to, I don't know, hopefully just search for it on social media. Um, we'll try and post it um, with this podcast if we can, if we have the technology. But um, I always worry about the Highlanders. I feel like even when the Chiefs managed to beat them, which they did earlier in the year, it didn't seem like it was all... You know, it wasn't a dominant performance. No, I mean, and the Highlanders were tra- uh, travelling quite nicely until then. They sort of had, a, you know, had a couple of, um, you know, had a couple of speed bumps, and I think lost two in a row. Uh, you know, obviously they got the All Blacks back. They'll be looking to, um, you know, get back. Oh, well, who do they play last? I actually can't remember who they played last. Was it the Crusaders? It's a long time ago. Um, yeah, was yeah, it? No. But I mean, when you got. <laughs> Um, you know, Aaron Smith, Ben Smith, um, you know, Sopoanga. I mean, they, they, had, they didn't lose too many um, to to, um, to test match footy. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they go and play. Obviously, they're, they're a team that like, likes to kick a lot. They're, they're 28 and contestable kicks and, and find sort of space behind the backfield. I'll be interested to see, you know, what they do um, with that, given the conditions in Suva will be relatively hot and, you know, humid. Uh, I, I love Charlie Nata. He's one of my favourite players, and and he's being lost to New Zealand rugby. We're losing a lot of these guys, aren't we? Mid career now. Um, what about his influence? I guess on the team and the fact that okay, he just went back to fullback for a while. He can kind of do, he's a Mister Fix It, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he was huge, and if you recall, you know the the, the Chiefs backline wasn't going that well, and often you need just that steady influence and he came back and went into 12 you got you know McKenzie you can be uh, erratic sometimes but in a great way you know and so putting Charlie there he was just he brought sort of um, he was just solid uh, breaking the line a few times and he just that that calming voice you know that uh, that teams actually need with experience and things he just sort of just um, with him being there, it sort of made um, McKenzie feel a little bit comfortable because then, you know, Charlie was taking on the responsibility. You got Anton Leadon Brown started to come into some nice form, particularly before the uh, the Steinlager series, and so he is. He he's huge, and um, obviously he'll be missed. Um, but this this is what kind of happens now. You know, guys, uh, um, they have to start thinking about, you know, where they're at, and you know, you, you look at the All Blacks. Yeah, they just had you know Good Hugh that's just started his uh, career. This is a great thing about. New Zealand is we've got so many so much depth and so uh, a hard one for Charlie but it's good on the other side too it's it's been great that he's come back from injury as well and he hasn't had any sort of um, you know reoccurrence of those injuries which has been fantastic um, I actually had a dream the other night. You had a dream? Yeah, a bit not like Martin Luther King and maybe I shouldn't even talk about dreams because they can get weird but it was more about um, Anton Leonard Brown I dreamed that he was um, he went back to the Crusaders country and that he was in tears when he made the announcement that he was leaving the Chiefs. I hope that doesn't happen. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I, I dream about um, what happens with player movements and stuff. Well, mm. uh, well I mean, 
why would he do that? Yeah, exactly. Why, why would he go? They've got good you. Well, just stay where you are. Well, is, is, there, is there something about this dream? Is it, or no. Have you heard what, what, I what heard made anything. you dream this? I don't know why. I, I, I'm obsessed about the Chiefs signing um, Mataele. I reckon he's the best attacking player in Super Rugby. Well, he's just a freak. He's the guy who some, can create something oh, out of yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then I heard that the Chiefs have already got their compliment for, for the next season. They've already. Oh, they're done. They've I, signed up. I think so. Although may, maybe they've kind of. They've is Mataele, like though, does, what does he fall under? Is he the foreigner? Um, no, I don't think he hasn't committed to anyone yet. Wow, okay, interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, imagine getting him. Well, I mean, the Chiefs did lose um, Sitamani Tamani Valu. Tamani Valu, yeah. I mean, yeah. so that's perhaps we, uh, yeah. Maybe my dreams are centered Possibly. around I don't think Anton's Sita. leaving, is he? Uh, no, I don't think so. Sorry, sorry to talk about dreams, you guys. We're going to actually talk about real stuff. Uh, with, so, you think uh, the Chiefs should win that one? Oh, I'm hoping they do. Um, Liam Squire out. Oh, that's a good. It's Highlanders a hard, it's a hard one, mate. They, mm. I mean, it's yeah, oh, hard to pick. Yeah. Hey, and congratulations to Joey Wheeler, whose um, uh, wife slash partner who was on the block, um, Courtney. Remember that oh, she, yes. she she was on the TV show. She did really well, actually. Um, but uh, she's pregnant now. Wow. Mm. Awesome. So congratulations. Yes, excellent stuff. Uh, Brumbies v Hurricanes in Canberra. Well, I mean, that's you know what the Brumbies are like sometimes in those uh, those cool Canberra nights. It's yeah. just a rolling mallathon. Yeah. Let's hope it's not that, which, because the Hurricanes are there. Well, the Hurricanes have been, a, you know, I mean, it was the Hurricanes, actually. They played the Highlanders last. Yeah. They've lost a couple in a, in a row, so they you know, they were travelling quite nicely with 10, and 10 wins in, on, on, um, in, in a row. Now they find themselves under a little bit of pressure. Yes, they've had the break, so they'll be wanting to come back and put in a performance before the last, uh, a decent performance before the last round because they'll just they just seem like they're just um, under under the pump a little bit, uh, particularly against the Crusaders and then the following week against the Highlanders and so um, they'll want to get back to winning ways. But you, you're right, you know, um, going to Canberra, you know, sometimes yeah, it's 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 funny. Yeah, it's a funny thing. I've been there a few times and you almost feel lethargic. The game starts slowing down a bit and then all of a sudden you've lost the game. You know, and, mm. and you're right, they they maul the crap out of you. Um, are we going to move away from Super Rugby because I feel like it's almost going through a shopping list and I'll just say that the Sunwolves are playing the, the Bulls, the Sharks are playing the Lions and the Hagwadis are playing the Stormers so hey, get amongst but what about Eddie Jones just getting a win back, can you tell me about Eddie Jones and how, how crazy he is and um, you know have you, have you have you ever been coached by Eddie in, I, I in, in your travels? I, I've bumped into him a few times, and he's yep. been a really nice guy. He's yeah, sort of he's fun. Yeah, yeah, he's complimented uh, myself on on the game that we played against him and things like that. But apart from that, I don't know him, um, you know, from a, in a, in a personal capacity. But how huge is that win now? How yeah. much pressure uh, was was he on? And he came out and he was saying, you know, how he'd love the the criticism and things. Well. The third test, they go to Newlands, the last uh, test match ever to be played on that special ground, and he comes away with a convincing win, and he's probably sitting there going, you know, he's, he's finished now the international season until, uh, what, November, and he's just given all those people that criticised him the big bird. 
Yeah, it's it is pretty cool. I like having him there because he is so interesting. Yeah. Um, but I heard he's the sort of coach that will text the player at two a.m. in the morning yeah. with an idea. Yeah. Have you ever had texts like that from coaches going, "Hey, this no. double round move, I've, do you, I've do you like it?" We spoke about it earlier on in the year, and Simo was saying that you know he used to text a lot of the players to ask where they were. Can you imagine that? Oh. Like, well, I, I suppose. You know, what are you doing? Dropping the kids off. You could be, you know. Job up it. to yeah. Like, uh, you can always weird. lie though, don't you? Do you? I mean, do you often lie when when someone says, well, "Where are you?" I mean, I don't know. Like uh, sometimes you just sort of think, "Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, uh, tell the coach that I'm doing the right thing." Yeah, yeah. Weights. Oh yes. Uh, oh, hey, yoga? recovery. Recovery. Recovery is yes. always good. Yeah. Recovery at eight. It's up to you to whether you do it. And then you get a text from the trainer or the coach. Have you done it? Mm. Hey, you just caught me in the gym. Yeah. Um, okay, that was Eddie, and there was something else I actually wanted to talk to you about as well that I um, that we've kind of gone off topic. Oh yes, the the rumours that Adi Savia might be leaving. Have you heard that? No, I haven't heard. What do you reckon? There was uh, there's a package. Oh, I mean, your brother Two goes to France. What what do you think? Do you think it might influence him a bit, maybe? And if the money's good enough, because I guess he is an established All Black, so he must get he would command quite a big. Oh, he would. But uh, the thing about it is, I always felt that. Adi Savia could be anything in rugby. He was that talented. It worries me a bit that maybe people sort of don't think of the All Black jersey as the the be all and end all because that's what we rely on to keep these guys. The, the hardest part now is it's, that's not as given the competition. And you look at Adi's situation. You know, he's he's set behind Sam Kane, uh, who is an amazing player. So he's number two. The weekend he comes, he gets a start, and he's he's been great coming off the bench as well, and 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 also for the uh, f- uh for the Canes, he comes off and he comes off with an injury. Matt Todd goes on, plays an absolute blinder, um, and th- these are the sort of things guys have to weigh up now. You know, when you know, are you willing to sit and be number two for a while, or uh, you know, there's that carrot of getting thousands and th- and, they, and, they, and it, this is massive money. You know, we're talking huge money. Um, you know, do you go over there and, and, and earn that and say, well, um, you know, I've done it. And that's why I take my hat off to guys like, you know, the white crockets of the world who's, who's, who hang around and hang around and stick around and, and come off the bench for how many games and things like that because they do value the all-black jersey. Nowadays, it's just so hard um, because that carrot is just is, is huge. And so these are the sort of things guys have to consider. In Artie's case, I don't think he's, I, don't, I personally don't think he's, um, he's going to sort of go. No, um, I think he's he's got a lot to offer still in uh, in New Zealand rugby, and um, and he's loved down there by the Canes, and so um, I, I don't think he's going to go. Yeah, I'd love to see him stay. Well, and, I hope not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always uh, even in that Lions t- um, Test series last year, you know how um, there was a year before we had Wales down here. Oh yeah, and Artie came on and was a beast and just dominated them. Uh, you almost think it's like we're almost doing these n- nations a favour, where they turn up and they go. Where's that guy, Adi Savia? And they go, oh, actually, no, he's on the bench or not even, you don't have to worry about him. You know what I mean? Like he's that, we sometimes take our scariest players and we don't even put them in the squad. And, every, and that, all those teams visiting are going, oh, that's good. Yeah, he's gone. Don't yeah. have to play that guy. Yeah. Don't have to play Jerome Kano. Don't have to, you know, Rennie Ranger, imagine like, you know, all the guys who played him in Super Rugby yeah. would have thought, oh, I don't want to have to take oh, him on. Julian Savia. Yeah. What, what about even Nihi Milner Scudder? Yes. I mean, he's back in Naholo. I mean, fuck. I mean, we just got so much talent and there's more coming. You know, yeah. you look at the Range Rover first 15 
at the moment, I tell you what, man, there is some good kids coming through. So you just hope we can sort of keep that talent here in New Zealand for a bit longer. Yeah, well, you should look at the Azuzu D-Max um, Crow Goes Wild show. I mean, we, I'm sorry, I'm just getting my own vehicle uh, sponsor in there. Mills, if you're going to chuck Range Rover around the place, or is it Land Rover or Land, Range well, Rover? Land, well, yeah, I shouldn't, oh yeah, well, I tell you what, there, there is a good Holden um, Z71 II <laughs> uh, Colorado Okay. Outstanding, and yeah, right. there is one with skills with Mills on it too. So yeah, a great, great truck. If you need your skills sorted out, Mills will do that for you. Um, actually, yeah, can we plug your um your skills with Mills? I mean, I know this goes around. Oh, this is global. This podcast, but um, how do you get hold of skills with Mills? Do you just go? Email Mills at Skills with Mills. <laughs> no, you, can, you can you can email me. Yeah, it's on there. Look at our Instagram, Skills with Mills. Oh yeah. But fairly, fairly busy at the moment. Um, oh, right. Doing okay. a couple of, couple of schools. Tekapuna, Grammar, they're doing great this year. And Custom Boys. Who is the most famous student to ever come out of Tekapuna Grammar? Ooh. Careful before you answer that. Have a think. And I'll give you a clue. It's recent and it's not rugby. Oh. It's not sport. And she doesn't use her real name. And she sings... Oh, yeah, it is. Um, and you and say, Lord. praise the, yeah, Lord, exactly. She's Takapuna. She's Takapuna Grammar. She was the same year as Sean Wainui. Oh. Yeah. For some reason, I thought she was Rossmany. No, no, she's she's Taka Grammar all day. And she was at the spin off um, uh, launch, spin off TV launch party the other oh, night. Wow. I went and had a chat to her. And yeah, she I goes, hey, that. hi, my name's Ella. I went, my name's James. And then we had a chat, and it didn't last very long, but it was really cool. She's a nice, really nice person. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you get to meet some good people, don't you? Oh, no. Hang out at the spin-off, I tell you. Far out. That's what you do. You can even meet Mills Molina if you're lucky. <laughs> um, right, that's enough for this. This is the end of the podcast. Sumo, I hope you're having a good time. Is he in Fiji? Am I just I guessing? I don't think he is, because we've got our team talk show tonight. So oh, right. Yeah. Okay. He can't be in two places at one time, can he? He's on deadline. He's writing um, White Crockett's book. I know that much. So maybe deadline day is well, today. Are you supposed to say that? I don't know. It's out there now. It's fine. He's a busy man, and it's yeah. exciting that he's writing. Yeah. You need to plug books whenever you can, right? And he's too uh, humble to do that. Hard out. So anyway, hey, thanks, Mills, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. This is Rugby Pass. 